Hey guys, welcome to the A Lot of Thoughts podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Anna. And we are not in a car today. We're like, we're figuring this out. So I feel like we should just say that if you guys are wondering, why haven't they put up an episode? Probably because our lives are crazy. Yeah. And we're just, we just have been trying to figure out, like, when do we record? What is that going to look like? It's just, it has been crazy. And it's probably going to be ever-changing, but hopefully the episodes will be more consistent. Yeah. Even though we're figuring it out, hopefully it'll be more consistent. And it's, yeah. I've been bad, like, not posting my reviews either, so, like, let's just put that well, out how there. Dare you? I know, I'm the worst. How dare No, you know what I plan to do? Okay, so this is Sunday. This is the 14th, Sunday the 14th. Tomorrow, I am hoping to get, like, the next, like, month's worth because I have two mm-hmm. reviews. I will have two episodes, and I'll just get it all scheduled. Now, you may not see it on social media <laughs> because I'm really bad at the social media end. Which, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Trying not... I don't have Instagram on my phone or anything, so I don't get on it as easily anymore. But, but yeah. How are things? Good. Peter's sleeping through the night now? Yes. I've slept through the night for the past... Well, I... Let's see. Five nights. That's so Because the first night he woke up. So, yeah. Five nights. That's I've so exciting. It is. Yes. I feel a little bit more alive and a little bit more with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell. Like, not in a rude way. Yeah, not no. like I mean, I I don't know. You know when you're really tired and it's like you're in a fog. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to live like that. Yep. It's hard to live in that. No, I understand. Fog. That's what... Okay, so can I just throw this out in the mix? If you're like, man, I'm not sleeping well. This is not the cure-all. But I do so much better when I don't eat after 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And when I don't play on my phone right before bed like I've started leaving my phone in the living room so that I can read before bed and you know there's scientific backings for both of those things yes yeah yes which is the book review that I was supposed to post like three years three years ago you know um the 30 days to breaking up with your phone is that what it's called oh it's just called breaking up with your phone you know see it's been a long time since (laughs) I read it I've not even finished it Um, so I just know what the cover looks like I mean I I have a whole review of it which eventually I'm going to post um maybe that'll be next week uh but all that to say like I mean not a cure-all but I played on my phone before bed might have been last week and I just did not sleep well. Mm. And then I had a couple nights where I ate after 8 p.m. And I just did not sleep well. So you sleep with your phone in another room? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I don't need it. I mean, there's no reason to have it. And How do you wake up? I have my Fitbit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... But I need a new Fitbit. That's what, what I want for sorry. Christmas. What she says to do is to get, like, an actual alarm clock. Not a bad idea. You can go to Goodwill and get an alarm clock. You can clock. get one off of Amazon for cheap, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I highly recommend that. <sighs> yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, it's I really need it. to do that. Well, worth it. Yeah. Um, I, I just need to get back on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I haven't done another phone-free day since my first one. And I wanted to do one today, but... How my- do you do that, like... What if someone needs to get a hold of you? Well, since Paul wasn't doing it with me they can contact through okay. him but she'll she has different suggestions um one of the ones that i thought was a good idea was having a phone that's like a old iphone connected to wi-fi mm. that like only 
it's only calls and okay. you give the number to people like I would give the number to my mom okay but no my mom would like text Paul whatever I needed okay but I'd like to do a so you don't birth- even listen to podcasts or anything Mm-mm. no you know that's one thing I've been thinking about is like I have I listen to podcasts every day every single day mm-hmm. usually multiple podcasts every single day and I've justified it because it's like usually really good content, mm-hmm. but then there's like n- never silence. Yep, that's one of the things that is I talked about in that book. And it's something I'm uncomfortable with actually is that silence. Like I'm kind of uncomfortable yeah. with it. Try doing the dishes. Just in, si- in silence. Yeah, I need to do that because, I mean, when you're listening to a podcast, you're thinking about what they're saying, mm-hmm. right? But when it's quiet... I'm just like, I, I think, but I don't know. It's like a different line of thinking. Yep. You can actually think through something. You can't yes. think through something when you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, okay, challenge. Okay. Next time we meet up, I will probably forget. But if I don't. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Well, n- no. Not. Ta- I don't know when we're recording next. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. wait. Because today we're recording two episodes, so that'll be the next, like, two. Yeah. So, I don't know. Either well, way. Whatever. I will try to remember to ask you how it went. Okay. For okay. you to do dishes Good. in silence. Good. And, like, I'll send Paul John to do room time while I do the dishes in silence. So, like, if you can, like, let your kids go play outside and just that way you have the real silence. Yeah. Because sometimes whenever you're in the silence and your child is like, ah, then that makes it worse. Yeah. Because you focus on, like, the sound that. they're making, mm-hmm. and then you get angry, which is not yeah. right. So, all that to say, try some silence, y'all. Okay. I mean, you think about it, it says, like, there are so many times in Scripture where we're told to, like, just, like, be quiet. Yeah. Like, be still. Um, it's good for you. It's good for you. And it trains you, like, if you can't fall asleep, because, I don't know if you're like me, but when you lay down, your mind runs. Yes. Well, if you have that silence during the day... I am a firm believer that, like, when it comes to bedtime, you'll be able to go to sleep easier. Really? Yeah. Like, because I have a severe problem with that. Where, yeah. Where I just, I cannot stop thinking. Yeah. So, okay. So, here's, okay. Sleep sleep tips with Courtney, who knows nothing. I am not medically, um, I'm not giving medical advice. But, okay. So, get off of your phone. Read before bed. Don't eat, eat after 8 p.m. Um but then also, when your mind starts running, that's when my anxiety has gotten bad a lot since mm. May, um, is when I lay down. Like, literally two nights ago, all of a sudden, not to get, like, somber, but, like, all of a sudden in my mind, Paul's asleep next to me, and I start thinking about the second ultrasound where I found out I lost Micah and how mm. I cried. And, like, what What good is it to think on that? Like, what is, mm. there was no reason. It was just, it suddenly, the picture of the hospital room was in my head. Yeah. And I thought of that. So. Yeah, and how do you go to sleep soundly? Yeah. yeah. You know what you do to combat that? You memorize scripture and yeah. you quote whatever, even if you only know two verses, you just quote that over and over again yeah. and you will fall asleep. It's probably pretty bad to say that you'll fall asleep to the Bible, but also pretty good because you'll fall asleep to the Bible. So. Um, well, I mean. It's pretty awesome to fall asleep to, yeah. like, repeating scripture. Yeah. So if you can train your mind during the day to be able to handle the quiet, you're real popular. I was episode. trying to turn. I didn't realize that oh. when, when you go to turn the notification sound down, it shows you, like, how loud it's yeah. going to be. 
Oops. Um, also, turn your phone down during the podcast, I Anna. Know. No, I'm I kidding. I should have done it. I'm so out of practice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, anyway, this episode, I feel like this might be like really short in the end, so it's, okay. it's cool. Um, but basically, I was thinking a lot about thankfulness because I'm always thinking about thankfulness and how I can be intentionally grateful in my day-to-day life. Why is it even important to be grateful in your day-to-day life? And um, I actually read this table talk. It's um, November 13th to 14th. Um, so like literally yesterday's. I had already presented the idea of the episode and I read this table talk and was like, this is it. This is exactly what I needed to read right now. Um, and I think it was called like the thankfulness of the redeemed or something like that by William Godfrey. So I want to say that like this topic comes from that table talk. Um, ooh. I think I just touched the mic. I'm so sorry. Um, So my question was, how does intentional gratefulness keep us from sin? Um, Because I think sometimes we think like, okay, gratefulness will help us be content. Gratefulness will help us be kinder to people and more loving. Like you can, but how does it keep us from sin and not just the sin of being discontent, um, Mm. which I do believe is one of my most frequented sins. Um, so let's go to a Psalm 107. If you are, oh, let me swap, not to NASB. I'm reading NASB in the mornings. Woo! It's only showing one verse. What is this? Read full chapter. Okay. <laughs> Never had to do that. Um, so Psalm 107, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend pausing the podcast, whatever you're doing, and not if you're driving, please don't, but read Psalm 107. Um, because I'm not going to read all of this. It's like 40 something verses. Um, but Psalm 107, one to two, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from trouble. And that's actually mid sentence, but if I keep going, then I'll just have to keep going and keep going. Um, but I think there's this connection right there that you see, give thanks to the Lord, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed whom he has saved from trouble, let those who are redeemed from trouble say so. Um, and it just hit me that our gratefulness should come out of the fact that we are redeemed. And yeah. because we are redeemed, that's what keeps us from the sin. Yep, yep. Um, so kind of like a... A big circle. Um, so I'm just going to kind of walk through what he said in that table talk. Um, so verses four through nine are referring to a wandering people, lost and homeless. So in my mind, thinking of um, how many people are like directionless and God calls them out of that um, just by giving us purpose. And in my head, I'm thinking of like motherhood and how so often it's seen as like a purposeless th- I mean you see people on TikTok trying to convince us of our purpose but not in a godly way mm-hmm. um but it comes across as something that is directionless but God redeems us out of that and shows us how we can serve him and by being grateful for him calling us out of that seemingly seemingly purposeless direction we can thank him for redeeming us out of that. Does that make any sense yeah. at all? Yeah. Um, okay, so verses 10 to 16, um, it's the people who are imprisoned. Um, 
at hard labor and awaiting execution. So the, the image here is of people who are redeemed from a crime, like who are facing the consequences of a crime that they actually committed. So they are guilty, and yet they are redeemed out of that. Um, I mean, I think we can all relate to that. Yeah, and you can imagine, too, how, like, realizing that, being so grateful for that would just... If you, if you viewed your life through that lens, I mean, okay, can you imagine, like, you, you know when you first get saved, or say you commit this huge crime, and it's like, your debt is paid. Just walking down the street and going to get lunch, can you imagine how happy you would be mm-hmm. going home to do the dishes, to put your children to bed, to fold laundry, knowing that where you should be right now mm-hmm. is paying your debt in full. Yep. Like, everything is sweeter. The sky is bluer. The grass is green. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it should change your view. Yeah. Which is very, I don't know, foundational yeah. to our faith. I don't know why, like, it, it's foundational, but it's not something we think about. That gratefulness yeah. would enhance our faith, grow our faith as much as it can and and does? Well, you know, whenever we got saved, I know both of us had big sins that had kind of dominated our lives for however long. Yeah. And Christ saved us out of that. And I'm not saying we've been perfect ever since, but at the same time, like the weight of that level of sin has been gone. Yeah. Like I know specifically me and you have talked about that. Yeah. And not... It's not... It's not even a factor. Yeah. You know, like it's... You don't consciously think, oh, I should not do this. Because you're not even doing it. It's, yeah. It's Christ not an option. removed it from God has taken that yes. option away. Yes. Like, that's not even something you could choose anymore. And, and how often, just like literally talking between the two of us, how often do we sit and think, like, I'm so grateful because I... Sorry. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I lived under that weight for so long. And he saved me from that. And he redeemed me out of that. And I don't... You had to carry that. Yeah, and that sin, I remember when I would commit that sin. And I would look at Paul and I would fake being sorry. And then I'd go away from it. And a week later, I would be like, back at it again. Yeah. And you, you think... Well, how do I get out of that? How do I... That's that's why I our stop? self-help section is so big yeah. in bookstores. You go in and the self-help section, and even the Christian books, that's why so many of them are like, how can I stop this sin? How can I stop this, that, whatever? It's because we don't... When you, when you rely on Christ, and I'm not saying that it's a cure-all. I'd like to make sure that's clear. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Christ has power to remove that from you. He does. I mean, now it takes, it takes work. Yeah. <laughs> it takes work. And in terms of gratefulness, how often do we think, dang, <laughs> like, I think that's the best word I can give for it. Christ has brought me out of that. And I haven't dealt with the sin that I struggled with for over 10 years. Yeah. I haven't dealt with it now since I came to Christ. Yeah. And, he did that. Yeah. Like, 
So how can I take him removing that big, ginormous sin that was on my shoulders and then turn around and the next day pitch a fit because things aren't going my way? Mm. It's because I've forgotten what he's done. Yeah. It is definitely the power of perspective. Like, are you look? Are you viewing your life through what Christ has done for you or not? Because if you're not, that is when you're going to fall into sin. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people who will tell you, like, don't focus on your sin. And I do, I believe we, we should look to Christ and not look to our sin. But when we're looking to Christ, this sounds dumb. It's like, you know, whenever you look at the sun... And like you can see the like light from the sun going out. Okay, that's this you're is a really, really not supposed to look at the sun. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like when <laughs> yes, you're driving, I know. okay, you know why this is sticking out to me? Because whenever we're right now, because since the time change, dang it, when you pull out of our apartment complex at like eight to nine in the morning, the sun is right there, and yes. you literally cannot see. Yeah, I so, know. and the surrounding areas, when you look to Christ, you should look to Him. And things see, get blurry outside of him. <laughs> My metaphor is going weird. But like when you're looking at Christ, you yes. see what he has done on Calvary. Okay. And on the edge, you're not staring at your sin, but you also know that there are these things that Christ defeated on the cross. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm like waving my arms real big because <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited because I haven't thought about this in a while. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing. It's, it's kind of funny you brought this up because this morning on the way to church, I haven't listened to this song in so long, but I listened to Jesus Thank You, mm-hmm. which was like my anthem when I got saved. Yep. Like, every time we I put sang it, in the it car, at our baptism yes, service. Yes. Every time I put it on the car, I was just like crying yep. and singing as loud as I. And I listened to that this morning and thought, how far have you come from that and, and not like that? Have you have you said Jesus thank you yeah. recently for what he cuz that truth that he saved you from that is just as true mm-hmm. right now as it was the day it happened. Yeah. Like your excitement has dimmed but the reality of what happened yep. is exactly the same as when it happened. And okay, so let's take that a little bit further. Even remembering so like say I've dealt with like snapping at my child Mm -hmm. and then you have that day where you've prayed about this and prayed about this and you have that moment where you don't snap at your child Mm -hmm. like are you intensely grateful for that yeah I'm not saying you have to stop and have like a worship service yeah yeah, but at the same time or do you just like move forward yeah like remembering to be grateful for what Christ has like I I don't know he's still doing things yeah that's so easy to forget. Like, we think, okay, there's this big moment of justification, and then we forget that there's still this big moment that's not ending of sanctification and how good God is to allow you to, like, we don't deserve to not have to struggle. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes he takes it away, and it's like, yeah. How good is he? Oh, God is good. Man, sorry. That was No. I didn't even know where I, I was going with that. I Literally, know. I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing written down. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> that was my English degree disappearing for a moment. Getting so excited. I don't have anything else written. Yeah. Talking <laughs> <laughs> Waving my hands. Next we'll be speaking in tongues. Um, No, I think it's good. I think it's good to have moments of remembering and getting excited. And like, 
realizing the overwhelm of what's been done. Yes. He is good. I That's what I was um, dealing with some really bad um, emotions this weekend um, because I was doing something and the last time I did this, I was pregnant mm. and expected to be very close to having a baby yeah. by the time I did it again. Yeah. And it's just not... And I was sending messages to a friend, and I just said, I can't say much, but God is good, God is faithful, God is sovereign. And that's like, you know, I can't, I can't explain that, and I can't turn around and give you some theological discussion, but I can say that. And that is enough for me to be able to even say that. Um, he is good. He is sovereign. He is faithful. And if we can just remind ourselves of that in the day-to-day but it is good for us to think about where we've come from, even if it makes you cry. Because yeah. that's what, I mean, that's what it just did to me because yeah. I know I was in the pits of sin yeah. and tried so hard to climb out of it yep. by myself multiple, multiple times. Yep. Um, okay, so third, in verses 17 to 22, we've got the people who have made themselves sick. Um, so the idea of this is um, sickness that is like your fault. So, like, think about, like, an alcoholic who drinks and drinks and drinks, and then isn't it, like, liver cancer, the alcoholics? Mm-hmm. That sounded stupid that I, like, I wanted to make sure I wasn't saying something wrong. No, that's um, right. But, yeah, so, like, fatal, it's going to lead to death. Um, and so being grateful if God has redeemed you, again, it, it, it goes back to that picture of deliberately choosing sin. Mm-hmm. And yet God has redeemed. I, um, like, I think about my dad, not that he was just my dad. He is the, my favorite picture of the grace of God because my dad was not the best man. And now I can look at my dad and say, what is with me today? God has, God has made him into a man that, not that I hope that I'm ever a man, let's clarify, but like if I can have the amount of grace that my dad has and the amount of kindness and I just, only God could do that. Like that's the, that's the big thing. And I could sit and harp and think like, oh, my dad isn't perfect. Like, well, nobody is. But like just to be able to see what my dad has done um, or not what my dad said, sorry, what my, what God has done through my dad, like, that just reminds me, um, because he was a sinner, like, he's, a, he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you that he, like, deliberately chose sin, and God called him out of that, um, yeah, so, God is good. I'm just gonna keep saying God is good. Okay, let me get to the next one. Um, So the last one is verses 23 to 32, and it's like a picture of those who are lost at sea in a hurricane or a typhoon. Um, So these are people who um, are just kind of stuck in like the sea and the storms of life, completely powerless against what is happening and um, thinking of God redeeming you out of that. And I... I guess in my mind went, with each of these points, my mind went to different things. And one of the big things I've dealt with since May is 
anxiety due to health. It's funny because like a year ago, I had no, like, I could have been having headaches for like three years and I would have been like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like I didn't care, but now like I get a cold and I'm like, I'm dying. This yeah. is the cancer that killed my baby, um, which kind of sucks. Um, and I know you know what yeah. I'm talking about. And that's what I think about with this. I'm like, I've had to ask my myself the question, if I was truly ill and so facing these storms that you're powerless against, would I be okay? But I know my God would redeem me out of that, whether that's here or in the life to come. Like either way, it's good. It's, it's good. God is good and sovereign and faithful. Um, and so that was kind of the picture that I got with that one. Um, so I'm going to read one more verse. Let me get to it. Sorry, I like came completely without any of my stuff. I didn't even bring my Bible. So <laughs> that's what the app is for. Um, it says, this is Psalm 107, 28. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. And, and serious, if you haven't stopped and read this whole psalm, please do, because it's just so encouraging, because you've gone through this picture. You've got people who um, are wandering and lost, people who are imprisoned in awaiting execution. You've got people who have made themselves sick, sick, and you've got people who are lost at sea. And it says that they cried out to God, and he heard them, and he saved them. And no matter who you are, if you are a true Christ follower, then you know what this means. Um, and um, just to give a quote from that table talk, it says, he can save the lost, the condemned, the sick, and the sinking. Um, and this is because of that verse one, that verse that I read at first. Let me read it one more time. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Because God is a faithful, good, loving father to his children. And he can redeem you out of that. And whether you are looking for that redemption and you you don't know how you're going to get through this next day because things are really, really hard. And that even sounds trite. Or whether you just need to remember that Christ has redeemed you. That he has saved you. Just be grateful. Be intentionally grateful. And... If you're struggling with sin, that's what I was saying. How can we, how can intentional gratefulness help us fight against sin? Remember what the Lord has done. Give thanks to him because he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. And he will help you fight it. Um, let me, sorry, I'm trying to bring up my notes to make sure I didn't have anything else. My phone keeps turning off. Um, yeah, that's all I had. That was really good. So be grateful. And if you really want to be a jerk to your friends, not really. <laughs> this isn't a jerk thing. I don't know why I said this. I do this with people every so often. I'll just be like, hey, I'm having a bad day and I'm being moany. I'm going to tell you five things I'm thankful for. You tell me what you're thankful for. And like force yourself to think on these things, not just on Thanksgiving. Um, be grateful every day. That sounds stupid, but I feel like we don't do it, so it's probably not that stupid. I, well, it, what's interesting is even the world knows the power of gratefulness. Mm -hmm. Now, their their gratefulness is just like, 
it's not deep rooted. Yeah. Right. It's like really shallow. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Yes. I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but it is compared to like what we've experienced is our absolute greatest need being met. Mm-hmm. And that moment where you realize like you have this great need and have no capacity to meet it. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, the Lord chose to take care of that for you. Like he chose to do that mm-hmm. for you. And because of that, we should look so different. Well, we should look so different for the the world yep. should look at our thankfulness, gratefulness, and contentment and just be like, I do not get that. That's what like I do not understand. If anyone deserved to be ungrateful, it was Paul in the Bible. Yeah. Like yeah. absolutely. And he says like he has found himself to be content in every circumstance. Mm. So I often think about this time before I was saved, whenever I burnt my rice aroni and I sat on the floor and cried. Paul can probably remember it too. I, I might have been pregnant or I was either pregnant or I was like first year of a mother because it was um, before we lived where we live now. So it was within that pregnancy first year and I just like, and I think about that moment and I'm like, I was unsaved. So let's clarify. But maybe it's happened, not with rice aroni, but maybe things like that have happened since. And how, like, my response, like, Paul's over there learning contentment being, not my husband. Like, Paul yeah, the Bible's yeah, yeah, over yeah. there shipwrecked yeah. and starving. And he's learning, cont- he's like, yeah. I have learned to be content. And I'm over here crying over my rice yeah. aroni. That's what On my 21st birthday, um, all of our family was out of town. Like, they were at a conference or something. And I told Joseph what I wanted to happen for my birthday and it didn't happen and I we were at home basically the whole day I kid you not Courtney I kid you not I cried from off and on from morning until night and listened to Adele songs (laughs) I literally cried I don't know if I've ever cried that much in my whole life and it was all like Crying over the disservice that, like, yeah, I know, right? Like, I I thought about that, like, two days ago, and I'm like, that is so embarrassing. I'm pretty sure Joseph made me, like, a shrimp lunch. Like, (laughs) it's so bad. It's, like, so embarrassing. But, yeah, it, it's funny, right? It's funny to think about that, but then, if I look... It won't take me too long to find stuff that I'm not... Th- now, I don't sit Let's, and moan and listen to Adele songs about it and cry my eyes out, but there's definitely things in my life where I'm like, you are so unthankful for that. It makes me think of someone at our church um, in our Sunday school group said that she was like thinking about how she was something to the equivalent of she was tired of her children whining and then she realized that she whined all the time. I think about that all the time because I'm like... Well, no wonder he, like, sits down and whines and pitches a fit because I do that. And so, like, what we really need to be doing is praying that we can, Yeah, and modeling gratefulness to them. Which is really, really hard. Whenever I think about it, um, just, I imagine if I were, like, really being intentional with Paul John and he, like, sat down and whined and pitched a fit, that I would sit down and be like, okay, let's think of what we're thankful for, like... 
you might not get to play you might need to go to bed but you had such a good day let's think if i did that to myself i'd be like shut up yeah i know (laughs) shut up no i don't want to yeah but we should and so and i think that this is especially important as moms and women in general i would say women going into the holidays because Mm -hmm. i think about the um there was an episode of um Nancy Wilson's podcast where she talked about how she always gets asked who does the dishes at their Sabbath dinner and just thinking about how there are going to be days coming up where we feel like we're not appreciated enough for whatever we've done Um, because obviously we're doing the Lord's work cooking our meals and maybe our husband decides to stay in bed while we're cooking and we realize oh I have to get all the kids dressed by myself and cook the meal and we're going to want to snap First of all, I have to say that more than likely your husband just wants you to say, hey, can you help with this? And he just needs you to ask him. Paul says that to me all the time because I tend to be like, I have to do everything myself. And he's like, well, you didn't ask me to do anything. And it's just because I expect him to be exactly like me. Yeah. um, Which is just silly. Um, And instead, ooh, carrying it in. Okay, so I'm going to like cliffhanger this until the next episode in two weeks. Instead, being able to delight in your duty, whatever your job is that you've been given, think about that when you're running around on Thanksgiving and when you're running around on Christmas that, like, God has given you a way yeah. to work for his glory yep. and to be really happy doing it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking this morning. We had a breakfast at church, and then I said I was going to make tortellini for lunch, and it was a lot of work. Like, it really was this morning, and yeah. I had music practice, and... I was just thinking to myself on the way to church, I was like, we didn't yell at each other. We didn't fight. There was no, like, (sighs) we actually got to church early. And I was like, part of it was because I didn't pitch a fit, but that's besides the point. This is for two weeks from now, so, which is five minutes from now for us. So, anyway, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, um, please let us know at... Facebook, Instagram, that I'm terrible at checking at a lot of thoughts podcast, or email a lot of thoughts podcast at gmail.com. Or if you actually want to get a hold of us, like find us on our personal Instagram because <laughs> I will not answer. Um, I'm really bad at that now. I just, it's just a thing. Um, so, anyway, until next time, you know, I don't know when, are we going to post this one first, do you think? Because Thanksgiving, you would like. I feel like we should post this one because of Thanksgiving. I think so, too. so happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Woo. Enjoy your whatever you eat. I hope that you have dressing and not stuffing because stuffing is from the evils of the north. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted you to know that, like my lineage is from I know. the evil of the north. I know. <laughs> Paul did not understand the difference between dressing and stuffing, and he didn't. He had told me he didn't like stuffing, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not stuffing." And it, now he likes my grandma's dressing, so. What is dressing? So dressing is more like a casserole versus stuffing is like the pieces of bread. Okay. Stuff. Okay. I'll bring you some. Oh, you probably can't eat it. I tried a little taste. Okay. I'll bring you some from I tried, my I tried a little families. taste of that tortellini stuff and it was so Guys. It's really rich. I got good recipes. It's literally sausage with marinara sauce and cream cheese and then you just add it to cook tortellini, put it in a pan and put cheese on it. It was real good. Uh, so good. Anyway, so last time I ate like a terrible amount of it and Paul went back for leftovers and was like, where's it? At? And I was like, 
Sorry. <laughs> it was just good. Um, so anyway, okay, we'll talk to you guys later. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving. Bye.